sir. They just played Ohio State. So we're going to give big you our win. thoughts on that. Yeah, big win for Nebraska. Pretty e handled Ohio State pretty easily. But again, this is the Daily Nebraskan Show. I'm Ben Droz, one of the sports writers at the Daily Nebraskan, and I'm joined here by the senior sports editor at the Daily Nebraskan, Joseph Meyer. Joseph, how are you doing? I'm doing great. That was a fun game. I wasn't expecting yes. kind of an early tip on a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. Crowd, I'm not going to lie, crowd was not great at the beginning. Mm -hmm. People were flowing in, you know, as the national anthem rolled on. People are still getting finding their seats when the game started. But it really turned out to be a fun one. Yeah. And for a variety of reasons. But Regmast going off was quite the surprise. He's struggled as of late. Yeah, last couple games. And <laughs> comes out six of eight from three. Yep. Master class. Love to see it. I saw Mastinaga. Tomi Naga. Yeah. No? No. No. No, that wasn't. That wasn't Tominaga. No. He was, yeah, Tominaga that was looked, the flying he, Dutchman. He looked a little bit taller today. It was a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, as I alluded to in my game story, go check it out if you haven't. Ben did takeaways for us tonight. Mm -hmm. Go check out those two stories if you haven't already. But no, he did not grow eight inches and add 60 pounds last night. Mm -mm. I saw your tweet. I liked it. I appreciate it. Thank you. But it was a fun environment. Crowd got into it late. And we'll kind of talk about how the how the game progressed. Was not pretty early, mm -mm. and I it was it was looking like one of those nights. They start two of eight from three, then they start thir three of thirteen from three, and I'm thinking it's going to be one of those nights where they just get outclassed from behind the arc, can't can't find the bottom of the net. And we've talked about before how much this team lives and dies on the three point shot, mm -hmm. and something flipped. Which we'll, which we'll dive into later. How was your viewing experience on the Peacock stream? Yeah, man, it's a good thing I'm just not canceling that. You know, it was the, it was the football game <laughs> earlier, then it was the Purdue game, then my Dolphins played on Peacock. Wish I wouldn't have watched that game, but, you know, I did. <laughs> and then now we got this game. So, I mean, out of all of those, I'd say only, two, only two of them, yeah, were wins for my team because was or what was the football game that was on Peacock? I don't even remember. Wisconsin. So we lost. Yes. I did not watch that game on Peacock. I got to watch that game in person. Yeah. But this, today I, was a better result. So maybe. Yeah, I think I was live at that game, so I didn't even watch it. Maybe my Peacock, um, you know, luck is turning around here. I, we, we could talk about that later, but. But yeah, it was it just, good. It, it, it feels kind of cool when Peacock's there. It feels more official. Well, yeah. But also kind of at like the same the, time. They're kind of like the main, yeah, main headline on Peacock. No, for That's sure. Cool. But then at the same time, if I wasn't at the arena, I think I would, I don't think I would like it. Although they do have the student discount, which is huge for us yeah. because we have to cover a lot of games Yes, on there. So inside the arena, though, it was fun. Star-studded night. Mm -hmm. uh, the volleyball team showed up. Only the returners. So no no yeah. previous players to, that I saw. I was kind of hard to tell what from where we far were. Away. Yeah. But it, to me, it looked like just returners showed up. No new, no new players. So they were honoring last season. Threw shirts to the crowd, whatever. So John Cook, Jalen Reyes are there. And then Dylan Rayola was also there. Yeah. And he was originally in the crowd, comes down, sits between John Cook and Jalen Reyes. Really? Yeah. And they were chatting for a good hour or so. Like wow. I, I get the whole like, we're gonna teach, you know, this is our historic volleyball coach. Mm -hmm. They're getting honored tonight. You're in the you you're in the crowd. Mm -hmm. But this looked to me like something where he wanted, like he, he wanted was, to talk. They yeah. were having deep conversation. I was, I was having a hard time. I mean, it was pretty hard not to look away from the basketball that was going on. Oh yeah, but I kept catching my eye over there. So maybe I'm, you know, not a good reporter for for watching that instead of the basketball. But no, I mean, just so that's fascinating. News. That's news, though. So fascinating. Yeah. There is a picture um, that I saw of them too, and you know, a Husker legend, and hopefully a. Soon to be Husker legend. future Husker legend, hopefully. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the basketball. Hoiberg was in a suit. It's rare. He's all dressed up. It was the sneakers and suits game. Sneakers and suits game. Yeah. Uh, I just find it funny that Hoiberg, Hoiberg's pants, like you could tell he hates wearing suits because <laughs> his pants are not tailored right. They're too long. 
and they're just flowy. See, just, I, I'm a speech kid, so that that that's also funny to me. He because I wear a lot of suits. He just looks like like a kid at a middle school dance wearing a suit that's not tailored correctly. <laughs> so true. And I so don't true. think he cares one bit. No. Um, in other pants news, <laughs> CJ Wilcher had some uh, purple pants on in the post game. Really? And so he came into the press conference room. First thing he says, check out the pants. Or I think Matt. So it was it was Mast and, and Wilcher, Wilcher who, yeah. who talked. I think Mast goes like quickly, check out the pants. CJ's like, yeah, check out those pants are awesome. <laughs> I wear them all the time. Just good vibes all around from Nebraska basketball tonight. Yeah, I mean, the vibes definitely are good, you know, when we're playing at home. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially because of the crowd, you know, the crowd. What my favorite part about this game, I wasn't at the game, but I could tell when I was watching it live that the crowd was just wanting Moss to keep getting the ball. (laughs) They were wanting him to keep shooting it. They were going to be mad if anybody else took the shot. There was an audible gasp every time you heard the ball touches hands like yeah. it, it was the it was the Tomonaga effect of like yeah. please shoot it we want to go wild yeah. yes yes which <laughs> is so, so weird coming from your center oh yeah I mean how many teams can say they have a center that you know rouse up a crowd with their three with his three point shooting like yeah. that I, I mentioned Not that in my in my gamer story mm-hmm. just like how do you defend that as an opposing coach yeah we're touching on specifics about that I mean when I so. I don't credit Ohio's defense. They, I, I feel like Ohio State's defense was really bad tonight because I feel like how Moss was getting open was just really simple. It was he was literally just pick and pop it. Yeah, I mean it's not it, you know it's Robert not like said it after the game. He just said yeah, it's just simple ball screens, just get him the ball. I mean yeah, he'd set a screen, popped to the three point line, he was wide open. Their their post kept sagging on him. I don't know why he was doing that. It's, you know you think after two three made threes you'd be like hey, scooch up a little bit, but you know. I'm not the head coach, and I was okay with the results. So it was it was fun to watch. Oh yeah, and I, the student section being back was huge. Yes, first time. we have not had a student section, I believe, since December 16th. That's crazy. That's such a over long a month. Time. Now yeah. I enjoyed the long break from school. Same, but it was it it, it is unfortunate that mm-hmm. that's one of my least favorite parts about from the student angle, especially the Purdue game. Yes, like. These awesome games, like Indiana, you you break that win streak against Indiana. Mm-hmm. You break the win streak against Northwestern. You break the win streak against Purdue. You beat the best team in the country. You beat the best team in the country. There were students there, but there's no yeah. student section. And, mm-hmm. and you could feel the energy that they yeah. brought today just overall. And it, it was it was nice to have back. Yeah, I mean, PBA is definitely not as rocking, I feel like, when there's not a student section. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's still a really good environment and everything, but, I mean, the student section definitely adds a different element to it. Having you know, it right there behind yeah. the bench is just such a good choice. Yes. It's just unfortunate during the winter months when we're not here. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, like, the volleyball games without the student section. Yeah. I mean, I just I just couldn't. No. The vo- I mean, the student section is, like, the best part of when I'm, when I'm just, I mean, when I'm just watching think... the volleyball game. I'm just like, what's the student section doing? Right. <laughs> there were some... I, c- I couldn't really make it out. I was trying to text some friends who were in the student section. They were chanting uh, one of the guy's last names uh, over and over. He went 0 for, 0 for 3 on the uh, on free throws one time, and the crowd just, the student section just <laughs> went nuts. Um, That's funny. Which, how do you go 0 for 3 from the line? I mean, I would probably sure. go 0 for 3, but I'm not a basketball well, player. you're not a Division One basketball player that <laughs> is hoping to make... They were chanting NIT at one point to Ohio State when when it got to like a sixteen point lead. That's so good. Oh, um, so it was just it was much much miss, and you could tell oh, yeah. they brought the energy. Yes, not an not an unexpected result whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not because at all. of that home environment. I'm just excited to see how they can take this on the road. And we said this last time after the Purdue game. We'll see if it actually happens. The downside this time though, they have Maryland this week. Bang bang. Wisconsin, Illinois. Yeah. Both ranked teams. It's going to be tough. So it, it was. And bit, then Northwestern. Not, yes. not on the road. That's also another really tough yep. game. So big, big win tonight. Mm-hmm. Fun game. I think we can dive into some more specifics now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, like I said, masked six of eight from three career high for six. Um, most three pointers by any Nebraska player since 2021. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, Kobe Webster, I believe it was. And that was during the COVID season. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised that Tominaga hadn't done that. I know. Same. That surprises me. But also, I think a lot of a lot of times his points come from the, you know, those drive 
you know, baseline drives. And yeah, he, he does a good job of back cutting, back cut screen. Um, so Mass six of eight from three, 13 of 17 overall, 34 points, 10 rebounds. Finally got that 10th rebound at the end of the game with a yep. minute left. Yep. That one was fun because they checked him. He checked out and he checked right back in. He had to get the triple double. Had, had, I mean, not triple double, double double. double. Yeah, yeah, double double. Um, and so the crowd, you know, got standing ovation for that. Standing ovation for when he came, when he checked out of the game. Mm-hmm. Overall, he's just a energetic character, and I love it. In the post game, yeah, he's just all smiles, talking about all the hard work he's put in, ear to ear. And there was a point where he was talking about kind of how he's feeling, and he said, "I'm not really feeling that much better, but the results." Uh, from some of the tests they were doing on that knee are, are getting better. And he said, I think that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. you kind of forget this guy had, had knee surgery a month ago. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely felt like it was showing, especially in the Rutgers game. He just didn't look like himself. Mm-hmm. He definitely seemed. And, and now, I mean, they play on Saturday. So that he, they have a little bit of a break here, you know, a couple days. So hopefully, you know, he gets even healthier. And I mean, I'm not expecting, you know, performance like this every single night. It'd be awesome. But I'm not expecting a performance like this every night. But, yeah, definitely good to see Moss kind of returning, looking like himself. Yeah, he even said this. He, he, he said, sometimes you have those days where the rim just looks like an ocean, whatever you throw up. Yeah. In. Yeah. And what was my favorite thing is, so when I was watching the final, like, minutes on Peacock, when they had, they they brought uh, Moss, they interviewed him, and, like, one of the first things he said, he's like, man, I was so mad when I missed the one jumper in the corner. <laughs> I was like, bro. Nobody cares that you missed that jumper. Come on. You had 34 points. Like, I just thought it was funny that that was kind of one of the first things that popped in his head. He's like, yeah, he was happy, but he's like, man, I wish I could have got that one. Because he's like, when you're hitting them, you can't miss. You got to just keep going. Yeah. It's such it's so refreshing for him mm-hmm. to come off two outings. He shot a combined six of 23 from the field against Rutgers and against Northwestern. Yeah, not very good. And 0 for 4 from the three-point line, I believe. I believe so. And now he went 6 for 8. <laughs> Which just shows you the depth that this team has. Yeah. It shows you the resilience. You know, Gary's still not 100%. Um, Hoiberg, you know, he, he, he tested um, he tested himself pregame. Ultimately just didn't go. Don't have him. Tominaga has an off night. Couldn't, really couldn't get anything going. He had one three. Yeah. And yet, it didn't feel like there was much, much missing. No. Um, we'll touch on, you know, some guys that came off the bench a little bit later as well, but getting that spark off the bench, which they've talked about so much. That's been CJ Wilcher. It's been CJ. It's been Sam Hoiberg. Not as much this game. Not as much this game. Um, and Eli Rice gave good minutes tonight. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been impressed with him. Yeah. He's, he's he's a guy that is, you know, sticks around here in Lincoln. He's, he's definitely got a future, Mm -hmm. but on a night where, you know, you get really not much from Tominaga and nothing from Gary because he's on the bench. Yeah. You get 34 from your center. From, yeah, from Moss. And then Wilcher, Wilcher had a really good game from deep. He had 16 points. He was 4 of 7 from the three-point line. I mean, that's just... Wilcher's... I mean, I, I'm just going to say this every time. I remember last year not being pleased with how he was playing. I have not had a single bad thing to say about Wiltshire this he's year. He's really developed. He, he's been so comfortable in his role. And I just, comfortable is the first word that always comes to my mind. Because he just he just looks like he's playing and he's having fun out there. I mean, he doesn't look like he's trying to force anything. The one game against Rutgers when they were face guarding him, I think he got a little bit frustrated. He was kind of forcing some shots. But I've, outside of that game, he's just been really good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think it was something we don't talk about. It we definitely don't talk about Bryce Williams enough. But I think the no, addition of him really has good. eased off some of these guys where they don't have to be. You know, some of these guards they just don't have to be the guy as much when Tominaga is not playing well. I yeah. think it's helped out a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, Bryce is kind of our best guy, like best downhill being able to get to the bucket guy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Nebraska is trying to make Casey do that. Casey, my bad. I don't think Casey is, I don't think that's really his game. He can do it, but a lot of times he does, you know, he's a little bit shorter, not as athletic, so he has to do a lot of, you know, fadeaway jumpers and stuff. And There's a couple of really mid, tough. I mean, he's pretty solid in the mid-range. Yeah, he's really good, in the, but I'm just Those saying. cut to the baskets, but yeah, yeah, definitely not driving. Bryce Williams is our best guy to be able to get downhill, get to the rim. Josiah Alec kind of flashed it a little bit against Northwestern, which was really pleasing to see. But yeah, I've really been pleased with Bryce Williams. You know, at the beginning of the year, it was like, 
when we didn't have Sam Greasel from, you know, he wasn't coming back to Nebraska, be like, who's going to be our point guard? Bryce Williams has really kind of stepped into that role. He's just a guy that it, it, it's not the most flashy, but you just can, you can feel his impact in a game like this where he's got seven rebounds and you didn't yeah. really even notice him. He, you know, five of nine from the field, two of two of four from deep. He's been good from behind the arc. And wh- I mean, what, what are you going to do when you've got Mast and, and Wilcher who you can't let them get a shot off? You got to have a hand in their face every single time they shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you ultimately just leave Williams open a couple times for, yeah. for some nice shots. There were a couple specific ta- times in this game that it just, everything went right. Um, I want to talk quickly about the, the early down. They were down by nine early. Yeah. Tied up 13-13, and then the Buckeyes go on this 9-0 run where Nebraska couldn't buy a shot. Mm-hmm. Ohio State wasn't missing. Um, Bruce Thornton, the sophomore guard from Ohio State, had an incredible night. He was the difference maker 100% for the Buckeyes on the floor. He was facilitating the offense to perfection, giving Nebraska fits. He had seven points and two assists before he even checked out for the first time. Yeah. And was a big part of that little run they had to go up nine. I believe mm-hmm. it was 22 to 13. Yeah. He checks out after making a couple free throws. But when he comes back in, while he was out, that was the Wilcher run where he had, um, yeah. you know, seven points over like a three-minute stretch to, to get it back to within one. So it's 23-22 by the time he checks back in. And at that point, Nebraska had kind of, you know, regained all the momentum. Mm-hmm. Then Thornton, at the beginning of the second half, um, you know, Nebraska had built that lead going into the final few minutes. You get that buzzer beater from Williams at the end of the first half. Again, all momentum in the direction of Nebraska. Thornton comes out. This is honestly a kind of a crazy stat line. Uh, let me find it here quickly. But in the first two minutes... First two minutes, two minutes and like 30 seconds, three points, two steals, an assist, and a rebound. Wow. So he was doing it all for them, not getting much help. Uh, he finished finished uh, five of nine, two of four from deep with 16 points, six assists, yeah, two steals. And so when he wasn't on the floor, you could tell. So those two runs, that 9-0 run that he really helped facilitate, that run at the end of the uh, the start of the second half, both were facilitated by him. I mm-hmm. thought they did a good night, a uh, good job of keeping Jameson Battle at bay tonight. Yeah, that's definitely. a guy that we've seen we've seen him score yeah. twenty points against Nebraska before while at Minnesota. It's all engraved in our brains. Five points in the first half. Um, you know, he had a, a couple nice shots in the second half. Had a you know, ended up going three for four from three, but didn't really feel. Didn't feel the same impact that maybe I was expecting from him on, on a night like tonight. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, a couple of his threes were just, you know, nice nice shot fake, mm-hmm. step back. Um, but other than that, it just felt like overall as a team, Ohio State was just kept at bay. Yeah. Really never got to go on any runs after that 9-0 run. And Nebraska took the lead shortly after on mass back-to-back threes. Now we looked back. And they never trailed again. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State, like almost all the Big Ten teams so far this year, has struggled on the road. Nebraska has been super dominant at home. I wasn't surprised by the result at all. Um, We're going to have to go to break pretty soon, but I want to ask one question. I want to see if you can get it. Who do you think were the top? I don't know if you've looked at it, but who do you think were the top three plus minus guys for us? If you were to guess. One is really easy. Yes. I want to say Wilcher and you're you're two for two right now. Who do you think is the last person? Top plus minus. I'll go Williams. Sam Hoiberg. Sam Hoiberg. That, that was my fourth option. I was so surprised when I looked at it. Sam Hoiberg is plus twenty three. He's just a spark, dude. I mean, he only had one point in the game. And it's, one free throw. It's the defense. Hundred yeah, percent. That I mean, guy that's what brings it is. so much energy on the defensive end. And yeah. I know plus minus is 
Yeah. Not a stat you want to look at just directly. I get it, it, yeah. Um, But still, it caught my eye. 100%. It caught my eye. I mean, Hoiberg has been... I mean, when you first think of him, you don't think of him as, you know, defensive first. You think of him, you know, he's a good three-point shooter for us, ball handler. But he's been really good on defense all year this year. Yeah. Had two steals again tonight. Yeah. He's just kind of a bulldog for us. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to take it a break. When we come back, uh, talk a little bit more men's basketball Men's basketball. Kind of want to touch on Brock Purdy transferring. Didn't get to touch on that. I said Brock Purdy. Chubba Purdy. My bad. Brock Purdy <laughs> plays for the 49ers. I didn't know he's coming back. Ah, I wish. Yeah, so we're going to touch on that and more. Make sure if you want to te- text in your thoughts, the phone, the text line is open. 402-464-5685. We'll be right back right after this break. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back into the Daily Nebraskan Show. We're back. Yes, so we kind of want to still touch on more of the game because we kind of just recap the game a little bit. I want to do takeaways from the game, but we'll first kind of wrap up our thoughts from the game. Second half was just as dominant for Moss as the second, it felt like. Every time he got the ball, you just knew he was going to get it in. It they he talk, Hoiberg talked about a little after the game just how they started to build up a scheme Mm-hmm. of what they wanted to do, some packages to get him the ball. I thought that was great in-game management from Hoiberg. Yeah. And great in-game adjust adjustment from the team. Cuz mm-hmm. that, that you know that's not what they're planning on cuz of the way the way that they that he's played the last couple weeks or the last couple games they were not planning on him going off like that. And so that's clearly not in their second half adjustment package and so that was yeah. really quick of like hey we're going to start getting him on these you know, simple ball screens, get him up top at the top of the key. Yeah. Um, it was really simple stuff, honestly. And give him a chance. You know, as I was walking over here from the game, we got out, you know, about an hour before the show, just walking over here through the uh, beautiful Lincoln O Street weather. Oh, yes. And that, that is still somehow not, not cleared on the sidewalks, but that's a story. It's almost flooded, day. yeah. In some spots. It, it was just like, you felt like he was going to hit another three at any moment. Yep. I felt like time. I was going to turn around and you couldn't there, take were, your eyes off there was going to be thousands of people putting, you know, threes up in the air. Yeah. It, we were just laughing up at the, pre- I, honestly, we were laughing up press row like, no way he's going to do it again. <laughs> and there was a point where, yeah. um, I forget what exact, what time this was. Let's see here. I've been in my notes, but it was, yeah. So. 1442 remaining in the game. Wilcher pushes the lead back to nine with back to back corner three pointers, which he had go Wilcher. Like we said, another another great performance. He's been solid. But from there on out, it was all masked. Yeah. One hundred percent masked. There Lincoln fans were gonna Nebraska fans are gonna ride if he didn't get the ball <laughs> every time. And it, it was good to see. And actually, it was kind of funny because I, I I was watching the uh, Timberwolves Hornets game last night, and similar, there you know Carl Anthony Towns was going. Oh off yeah, he scored six. From he, I forget what his final stat line was, but he had like eight threes. I think he scored six. Insane, right? Yeah. But they started to force it a little bit, and it ended up costing them the game. So, I, and but then back of my mind is like, we just saw this. Ha- I just saw this happen last night. Yeah. Very similar, like big man going off from three mm-hmm. teams trying to get him the ball as much as he could. And then, so there was this play where he snagged an offensive rebound, put up a second chance opportunity. Crowd's going wild, right? His next three shots, he took all of the, every single Nebraska shot, he took the next three of them. All of them became behind the arc. And he hit mm-hmm. all three. Yeah, it was crazy. He that, was that third in. one, I just, I, I couldn't even like, t- I was trying to like type and like, you know, organize my thoughts, yeah. games coming to a close, trying to get the game story in as soon as possible, like mm. have something to go right so I can just, you know, yeah. get the quotes in there, uh-huh. you know, depending on what what they talk about after the game. Mm. I couldn't type. Oh, yeah. It was so electric. I, I just could... like had to just, I didn't want to look down again because I felt like I was going to miss it. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was such a good game. Even, even if it was kind of what it was expected, nobody expected Maz to play like that. I mean, I was kind of dogging on Moss after the Rutgers game because I feel like 
he was most to blame for us losing that road game. He did not oh, have a good I've, game. I've heard some. I've heard some interest. I heard some interesting takes after that game. But then now this after this game, one of the Peacock uh, commentators after the game said, "If NCAA, if the tournament was played at PBA, that Nebraska, I saw this Nebraska, on Twitter. Nebraska would be the national champions." I think that is certainly high praise. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that at all. I I don't agree with that at all. I don't. I that get is, we, I've got that is beat knowing Purdue. your audience and oh, giving yeah. something they they want to hear. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but you know. Yeah, you know. Arizona comes in here. I I mean, I mean Purdue came in here, but has Purdue done anything in the tournament? No. Exact. I mean, yeah, Purdue is just a you so, know, regular season. That's funny. Game. I I heard. I can't remember what. There was some other stuff I saw on Twitter from the Peacock broadcast that was just yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, they said basically like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but someone they said like start figuring out what seed you're gonna be. Like you're basically yeah, like they're basically, they're basically saying, they're, saying we're in, yeah, acting like this was the game that sealed it for us. It's like I've been a, a no. student at the University of Nebraska Lincoln far so, too long to believe that. All right, so that's what I want to go into next. How does this change the outlook of the season? Because for me, it really doesn't change it at all. This is more of what I already know. The only thing it changes for me for me is that Moss is finally back on track, feeling good about him. He's kind of had some down games, but he's back. But overall, this game doesn't really change much for me. I mean, it was a nice take care of business win, but we got to do it on the road. If we are wanting to secure our bid before the Big Ten tournament, we're going to have to get some of these road wins. Even just two would be huge. I agree with you. I just don't think we're locked in yet. The Wisconsin and Illinois games could be... You win... Both of those, I think you're for sure in. Oh, yeah. Even even just one of you them. Win you win one, and you're pretty solid. You yeah. feel pretty solid going yeah. into the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. So there's an opportunity that for them to get it done without any big road wins, but they got to get some of them done. I, I, I agree with you to a point. This was expected, but Ohio State was a similarly ranked team in a lot of metrics. Yeah. I mean, this game definitely helped. They were higher in Ken Palm. That's I think interesting. Nebraska, I didn't know that. Nebraska moved up to, let's see here. I had it pulled up earlier. Moved I, up to 45 in Kempom now. I look at those rankings too much when I do my bracket and it screws <laughs> me. So I'm just like, have them looking fair. at it. Uh, Ohio State. So I think it, Ohio State was 44 before this game. They dropped to 48 in Kempom. Okay. Kempom's kind of my favorite. I know a lot of people have, have their qualms with it, but I quite enjoy it. Yeah. So 15 and 5, only one loss at home. Yeah, it gets a good Creighton team. It's, it's a great resume. Yeah. But this is what, you know, they were favored. They should have won this game. It would have been a huge disappointment to lose this game. Definitely. Even though it was more of a coin flip than a lot, I think a lot of people here gave it credit for. Yeah. Especially with Gary out and the way Tominaga played. But to me, it showed what this team can do without Tominaga. Yeah. I. But, but again, this is still more of just, I know this is what we can do at home. That, that's that's all this but I, game yes, shows for me. I agree, but I feel like most of the time those big wins at home where the crowd is really engaged into it are because Tominaga is going free, you know, five yeah. threes, I mean, this was kind 25 of the, points. This was the first like big win when Tominaga didn't, you know, was basically a, a non-factor. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It, it does make me feel better that Tominaga doesn't have to do everything, but, you know, for the overall standpoint of this team— it's not like I'm like, oh, move this team above Wisconsin or Illinois, you know, like or any well, of Well, yes. I I, mean, I think they're still, you know, they're in that like tier top of five. teams yeah. that are good enough to beat anyone, but probably won't. Yeah. I and mean, I yes, this win doesn't change that. I just think the way it happened, they're down nine early. They're struggling from three. That's been the script this season. Oh, yeah. Like, struggling early, can't hit threes. Except Rutgers, it was backwards. Right. <laughs> we're we're just going to toss that. That game, I don't even, that's just, that game is craziness. But, yeah, you know, down early, can't hit threes, even though they might be, you know, pretty stout defensively, which they were in this game, very good defensively uh, at most points. That was good to see also. There was a lot of times where Ohio State just could not get a bucket up. Ohio State played pretty well defensively too early in, you know, down low. They just, 
they couldn't they couldn't defend the three. And and I don't I don't know if I blame you when you've got a six ten guy, you know, or yeah, yeah, you know, hitting hitting shots from you know step back. Yeah, the pump step fake, back one. The step back one. There step was back. There. Step back. Jameson Battle goes flying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Throws it off his back foot. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we do- like? I I I, I got to imagine Hoiberg sitting there on the side. Like, what are we doing? He's just like. There's a couple times a game where I see like Alec or Matt Mass shoot up a three. And I'm just you know you just like cringe like when Alec shoots a three. I cringe sometimes. But he made one today. He did one. Yeah. Yeah. That's I. I give him credit for that. He's he's played better as of late. I, yeah, I was a yeah, big I, I was a big I'm, critic I'm, of him early on the season. Yeah, he's improved. Uh, there's times too where Mass will just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like tonight it didn't. Um, but like I said, I just feel like a lot of the times at these home environments, when it's so dependent on momentum, mm-hmm. that is the Tomonaga effect. That is what he brought last season at the end of the stretch. Mm-hmm. That is not what we saw tonight. And I thought that was the most important. My most important takeaway is that Wilcher can get hot like that. Mask can get hot like that. And we already know other guys can as well. We've seen Hoiberg do it. We've seen Williams go off before. And we know Tominaga, when he's on, yeah. will do it. Now, matter of fact, is getting getting back Gary and, and seeing what happens there. My biggest takeaway from this was, yes, I was happy with Mast. Yes, I was not surprised by Wilcher's performance. He's been... Solid, solid, especially lately. But my biggest takeaway was that we took care of the ball. Mm-hmm. We had somehow I didn't even know this when I was when I was watching the game live. It wasn't until I looked at the post game stats we t- we turned the ball over eighteen times against Northwestern. It was a that was a really ugly game. That- I mean, like the beginning. I guess it was mostly. I think it was first half with most of those in the first half because I feel like during the second half. We didn't turn the ball over as much, but maybe just, that's just in it my It was head. just overall just a really yeah. ugly, sloppy game, which was a continuation of, of what we saw in Iowa and yeah. Rutgers. That's- yeah. So, I mean, we only had six turnovers tonight. I was really pleased with how we 100%. took care of the ball. Especially, yeah, I mean, especially when it's, you know, Moss, the one that we keep getting the ball to, you know. Usually when you get the ball to your postman a lot, sometimes it can create turnovers if, you, mm-hmm. if they're double-teaming him and he's having to pass it cross court and stuff like that. But yeah, we took care of the ball really well tonight. So I was very pleased with that. Um, But again, it's more just same old, same old for me. Dominate at home, struggle on the road. I haven't looked at this, but I really, after this show, want to go back. I want to look at our three-point percentage at home and what it's been away. I haven't done that yet, but I guarantee you on the road, we're shooting like high 20s, low 30s. And at home, we're like, 40s I wouldn't say I don't I doubt it's 40s but no I bet it's 40s or high 38 like high high there's been some there's been some stinkers in there but um yeah we'll have we'll have to look at that but shooting 34 for the season yeah but you gotta gotta factor in Wisconsin game on the road where they went off there's a couple been a couple of road games where they shot nice as well I mean it it is 100% better at home I don't think there's any argument about that I'm just guessing yeah I, I want I want to look I'm definitely going to bring it to tomorrow's show. I'm going to bring we'll that, to that. I'm going to do it because I really am interested. Because I, when we're not at home, it just the three-point shot doesn't feel like it falls as much. The Wisconsin game, we shot well. But I feel like outside of that, I feel like it's been pretty rough for us shooting on yeah. the road. Now, Rutgers was rough. Iowa was rough. Today, it was 11 for 14 after starting 3 of 13. Yeah. Mostly that was lost. another big takeaway for me. Good. Yeah. Was... Starting slow and getting hot later. I feel like a lot of times this season it has been you're either on fire or you don't have it. There's been no in between. And today it was off to one of those bad starts. And then you finish 11 of 14. Yeah. For a total of 14 of 27, which I don't love taking 27 threes. But with this team, I do. With this team, you do. And on the... Opposite side, they defended three well. Ohio State yeah, only I shot eight of 23. You brought up turnovers, and I know we talked a little bit about this pregame. That was one of my takeaways. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence didn't have a great night uh, shooting the ball, but he did. A, I think he did a pretty good job of not turning the ball over. He's good for a few, like, just weird, sloppy turnovers every yeah. game. And you didn't really see that tonight. He only had one. So I thought that was mm-hmm. that was commendable from him. And then rebounding. Let's talk about rebounding. 
16 second chance points. Yeah. It's been a while. Only it's two while. for Ohio State. It's been a while since we've seen that big of an advantage. They only had nine offensive rebounds. Yeah, Ohio State just looked like a little man compared to Moss down low. Oh, I mean, yeah. Honestly. I mean, Moss was just, especially in that, I feel like the first half, a lot of it was, you know, behind the arc three, I feel like, or early second half. I feel like at the end of the game, they were oh, just yeah. pounding it down because, low with Moss. Because at that point, they had adjusted to him, you know, doing the standing three. at yeah. literally just, 30 feet out. just doing a pick and going to the yeah. three-point line, like the simplest so, thing ever. He got the matchup he wanted down low. There yeah. was four straight buckets that he, like, tough, like, just bully ball down low. Mm-hmm. There was a step back. There was a little tap in that he had. A couple just, you know, backed in his guy and just laid it in. Mm-hmm. And that was after his little run where he had three straight, three straight threes, tried the heat check, missed it, didn't take another one. Thought that was kind of smart. And then they got him going down low to perfection yeah. before he checked out and eventually got that rebound. Unbelievable game scripting there at the end just to go from Wilcher shooting back-to-back threes, Moss hitting three straight, and then all of a sudden you just go down low with everything, and Ohio yeah. State just didn't have time to adjust. There was not enough time left in the game. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, I feel like we've kind of gone away from Moss down low a little bit over the past few games. So I really liked seeing Moss. Yeah, I was pleased with how he shot from the three-point line, but towards the end of the game, that was what was the most satisfying for me. Was when right. just every time he was the three-pointers are going to get the news. Like, yeah. that's going to be the headline. Oh, you know, big man yeah. shoots six of eight. Crowd goes wild. Yeah, but to see him just back guys yeah. down and just he was bullied. By, I we I always feel like we are the ones that are getting bullied down mm-hmm. though. Especially you know Rutgers. Really, we got bullied down though by Rutgers. <laughs> I, I mean that 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 was my takeaway from that. Like really, yeah, Rutgers. Now, in past years, I have that is always I you know, I was always a big Derek Walker guy just because he yeah I mean he did have that bag of tricks where he Derek could just get Walker, down low. When Derek Walker wasn't in, you could tell hundred percent. They've boosted, you know, they've boosted the, the size this season mm-hmm. um, with some guards that have, have size. But the ability to shoot the three, Walker never had that. That was never an option. And now it is. And it just brings a whole new level to this team where the game scripting on the opposing side is so tough. And, like, if you're Ohio State, what can you do? Because you probably scripted all week for to face guard Tominaga like we've seen that's worked to an effect at some point yeah you know give him tight guard him really tight don't let him get around those screens mm-hmm. don't let him whip around the arc and just pull up mm-hmm. and he played uh 14 minutes yeah. I don't think there was any injury uh Hoiberg didn't no, talk anything I, about I injury post game I think it was just fouls just, and just, then he just wasn't in a rhythm and and that's fine they didn't he, need him they didn't need him mass was just and, you know, he's not great defensively, but Hoiberg came in there and, and played really solid minutes. 26 from Hoiberg tonight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the rebounding overall was just just strong. Good, you get good, nine good offensive stuff. rebounds and 16 second chance points. Yeah. You're cashing in all your offensive rebounds. Yeah. We, we definitely needed a performance like that. I mean, I really want to see, you know, I feel like Ohio State's pretty weak down low, so I want to see us do it against a you know, a team that I feel like is really strong down low. But, yeah, it was definitely good to see after, you know, just the beating we took against Rutgers. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, again, like we talked about, does this game actually have that much meaning? No. It's just so refreshing to see headlines being drawn from Nebraska basketball. Yeah. Because in, in my previous two years here, it has always been the afterthought. It has always been... If they win, I'll check Twitter. I'll watch maybe a couple clips from the game. And that's it. There is a culture being built here. And I there's going to be bumps in the road like we saw at Always. Iowa. Like we saw at Rutgers. But the way they've been able to respond every single time they've gotten down with a big win. Like this was a bit... Northwestern was a scrappy win. That you got that you had to have, and it was nice to see them pull one yeah. out. Ohio State was a dominant win outside of those first nine minutes. From eleven minutes on in the first half, it was dominant. They had everything yeah. they wanted. Ohio State could not get anything going. And outside of Thornton, literally, I mean, these these guys couldn't get anything rolling. And yeah. so I, I was just I was extremely impressed by this win. And maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment because I was there in, in the crowd and 
and feeling the vibes. Um, it got a little, it got a little handsy at times. Like there, there was some a little fighting down low and yeah, they they were trying to be physical with Mass, but it just didn't it, work. It just didn't work overall. Yeah, Mass was so I'm excited dominant. for the future. Saturday's got Saturday's got to be the game. You gotta gotta get it done at Maryland. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. tip though. I don't on mind. the East Coast. I don't mind. I don't mind, but for them, yeah. He talked about today how he, they got back from Rutgers at 3 a.m. in the morning, and they had two days to turn around for Northwestern, a team that they hadn't beaten so long. So yeah, I mean that's why the Northwestern game was so impressive to me. Yeah, way more so than this. Yes, this was a night like obviously these games are really fun to watch, but I, I mean. Then again, it is Ohio State. I'm just not giving enough credit to how good Ohio State is, I feel like. I mean, I know they're not like, you know, top-tier team, but they're a solid team. So th- this was a really good win for us. Is it going to be a win that really matters, you know, when we're trying to decide if we're going to get in- into the tournament? Probably not. A game that's going to be like, hey, they took care of business at home. If it Ke- comes, keeps I mean, the home yeah. game, keeps that home record, you know, the 13-1. and one. That 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 is what makes it. It's a good stat. Good. Yeah, that 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 stat is probably going to be something that helps us get in, keep playing in March. But I mean, overall, I didn't really learn much from this game. I want to see us do it on the road, and then I will have definitely a different view of this team. We're going to go to break. We would definitely want to hear more of your thoughts. Again, text line 402-464-5685. Also, you can comment on the streams. We we're looking at that. So we have one more segment to go. And then we're out of here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be, we'll be right back. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Daily Nebraskan Show. I'm Ben Droz, joined here still by Joseph Meyer. Hasn't yes, gone to bed yet. We are still up and awake. Probably after the show, I'm going to hit the sack right away. Yeah, it's got to adjust the bedtime. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a... Not early bird gets the worm type of guy. I can be if I need to be, but I'm definitely I'm like, like a night owl that gets up when he needs to. I think that's yeah. I, I I'm surprised if I fall asleep before midnight. Anyway, so yeah. When so, I saw our show was going to be 11 to 12, I'm like, eh, not that big of a deal. Yeah, we're I, college I, students. We'll yeah, we'll be fine. Hell yeah. So we kind of want to go a little bit away from men's basketball. That's all we talked about for the first 50 minutes. So we're going to talk a little bit about Chuba Purdy. Transferring to transferring officially from Nebraska. He answered the transfer portal a while ago. He's now officially gone to Nevada, I believe. Mm-hmm. With the, with the stop at San Jose State on the way. Yeah. Which I haven't I have a little qualm to pick. Do it. If you you're got, you if you're it. a coach, if you're I and again, I don't know enough about the situation to really give a great take here. If you're a coach who is knowing that you might take another job if you leave. And I I get San Jose State is not a great job. And there's better jobs, and, and I probably would too. I'm probably, you know, if a better job comes calling, I'm probably not sticking around there. But if you know there's a chance you leave, don't recruit players. Like, hard, like at least, I, I don't know how necessarily you would go about it. Yeah. But don't be... The guy who promises he's going to be there, promises he's going to yeah. be there, brings in Chubba Purdy, and then a week later takes a different job, and he's got to leave again, and he and he wasted, not wasted the cycle, but put it put his eggs in one basket, and that basket crumbled. I mean, it makes it tougher for these players because you know then you know a lot of teams have already made the decision on their quarterback situation, hundred percent. So it definitely makes it tougher for players like Purdy, who you know is not an elite-level talent at the quarterback position by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, has some potential. But he played at a Big Ten school. I mean, yeah. He probably should have been the starter at a Big Ten school all season. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Nevada's, like, Whew. a bad job or anything, yeah. but it's definitely a downgrade. And I know he wants playing time, and that's totally fine. But to go from Florida State and Nebraska to Nevada is, you know, a serious downgrade. I wish all the luck. You know, I wish the best to which, him. Which I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't get more looks from other teams. In just, my he doesn't have a lot of tape, to be completely yeah. honest. He doesn't have a lot of... Which He never really has gotten an opportunity, and I feel bad for him. Which I kind of blame Rule a little bit for that. And Frost. Yeah. It's hard to know because he had that injury coming off of how 
how healthy he was going to be going into this season. I'm sure down the line rule, you know, if once they've had success here and he's willing to admit his mistakes, I don't know whose call that was, but Sims in general was was the wrong move. And you had, I think, Purdy already in the locker room who was a better option. I still think Harburg was a better option than Sims. I think Casey Thompson would have better been a better option than Sims. They kind of put all their eggs in his basket and it didn't work out. If it would have worked out, it would have been genius. Um, but to, to take a new take a new guy over guys that have already been in the locker room was always an interesting pick. Yeah. But I just feel bad for Purdy because it, it's so close to making it work and just not quite. Like, Yeah, because, I mean, even if we just pick up one more win and we make a bowl game, he, it could be completely if different. If he beats, if he doesn't throw that pick against Maryland and he beats Wisconsin, I think it's tough to move off of him. I mean, I mean you're obviously still bringing in Raiola, but it definitely could have been like a sit sit and watch then a little bit for Raiola then maybe. Yeah. But then I, again, again, I don't know uh, if Raiola was going to sign up for that though. Then again, it could be another thing. Well, then Husker fans are going to be mad that we're not playing Raiola. Is this going to be Sims again? Why, why are we playing a yeah. guy that's not the future? There's a, I mean, there's totally a world here where Raiola is only coming here if he's guaranteed the job. I, I mean, I never really saw this as Rules is going to hand it to him. I don't think Rules is going to hand it to him, but I think Raiola knows he's going to win. That's that's what I think. I think he knows. He just yeah. just seems so mature, and I know it's so early. But, yeah. like, again, like I was talking about, just chatting with John Cook, like, clearly taking in the wisdom that he has to offer as a guy who's been at Nebraska for forever and, and won championships here. Yeah. That's not something you usually see from a freshman in college, and I— I don't even know that I would be able to sit there and, and chat and really bring I'd love to say I could, but just to take in all that wisdom as a guy with that, who could have that big of an ego of like, yeah. I'm the next new, the next biggest thing. And Nebraska. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, wouldn't blame if he has an ego. He's yeah. going to be that guy. I just think him and his family realize Nebraska doesn't have that big of an op, good of an option. Even if Chubba Purdy stays, I don't think he's beating me out. And I think Chubba Purdy probably saw the writing on the wall there. Because that that did blindside the staff a little bit when when Purdy left. Like he talked in that in yeah. that signing day presser about how we've got, you know, we've got new guy in Rayola. You know, we kept Kalen around because we really want to build around him. He's been our guy from day one. Uh, you know, Harburg gave us a lot of great minutes and and we we're gonna find a way to use him. And Purdy, you know, showed flashes at the end of seat the last season. Rule was excited. Then a few days later, Purdy's in the transfer portal. I mean, I'm just I'm not surprised at all by him moving on just because when Rayola when it was announced that he was coming here, Husker fans don't want to see anybody but him at quarterback right now. 100%. They don't want to see Purdy playing at third at the beginning of the season. They don't want to. They definitely don't want to see Harburg. Last thing they want to see is Sims out there. I think the schedule forces them as well. You play Colorado week two. You can't. You throw Purdy out there. He throws three. You throw Harburg or Purdy out there week two against Colorado. Throws three picks, and you could potentially cost yourself a bowl game. Yeah, I mean. Then again, I, I'm still mad at how the quarterback situation was handled this year just because it took Sims to have to throw a gazillion interceptions to finally move off of him and fumbles on top of that. Then Harburg has to have just one of the worst games ever for them to finally move off Harburg and go to Purdy. It's just like it just well, took, move off Harburg, go to Sims, and then, and and then, then go Purdy, to Purdy. Yeah, and then Purdy. Thank you. That was the weirdest thing to me that Purdy wasn't second. Yeah, but even also after that he Sims. was willing to stick around. Without being like, he he knew he was the third guy going into that season. He he knows the biggest thing is like, man, I'm the third guy in this quarterback room. Like, come on, that's got to sting a little <laughs> bit. I I mean, I'm just saying. And I I, I still eventually. think he, I'm impressed with a lot of the things he did. That Iowa interception will always haunt him, and and that's just so unfortunate. But he gave Nebraska the best chance to win. I think in those three games, yeah, over definitely. anyone to supplement that defense that they had. I will always respect him. I think his time here was... He was, handled it... I think he was He mature. 100% handled yeah. maturely, and he took it upon himself. He, he, he was, didn't complain or... He was critical yeah. of himself every time in one of those losses when, in reality, most of them weren't on him. You know, it was on special teams or it was on other quarterbacks that played alongside him. Or, or defense not making... The you know, play. The, the play the to play. win the yep. game. They play throughout Letting the game. Letting Iowa but, run all over you. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. Defense played good, but yeah, like didn't it's, play it's Iowa. Enough. Like he, he took you know he took his lumps. He sat there for a long time, 
came in, played okay, and eventually moved on. And and props to him. Just so unfortunate with the way his his whole trajectory has just been so unfortunate. Yeah. Um. You know, and it, it coincides with his brother going to back to back NFC Championship games, which. Yeah, I'm surprised his name doesn't even give him more attention. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like well, Purdy's like know. Patrick Mahomes well, or anything. Well, the, the slander that I've seen in the national media from Purdy, maybe it maybe I, maybe I it guess. hurts him. Maybe it hurts him. But yeah, just unfortunate to go to transfer to school, get so excited about that, go out to San San Jose State. But you gotta think, even even though Purdy, yeah, all the slander, he's got all the talent in the world around him. He's still a professional quarterback that's playing right. Good. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you take a chance on Purdy if you're uh, that I am not the college scout, so I will not answer that question. But Nevada is taking a chance on him, and yeah. Nevada was not good last year, so he's got a chance to really make an impact there and, and leave his legacy because he's he's had the wrong, he's gotten the bad end of the stick at pretty much every step yeah. of the way. Yeah, um, you know, struggled last season when when Thompson went down, and then he gets hurt against Michigan when in a game that Nebraska was never going to win against Michigan in that game. No, gets hurt. Misses a lot of time over the offseason. Isn't ready to start at the beginning, which probably hurt his chances to get in the game at all. Finally gets in, throws two very memorable picks that he's going to be remembered for. That's just the unfortunate truth. Helped himself out with those two big plays at Wisconsin. But yeah, that's kind of his legacy here. And it's unfortunate. I wish him all the best at yeah. Nevada, though. I know it's very different, but it kind of makes me reminisce also about Luke McCaffrey. Doesn't doesn't it kind? I mean, I know it's very different situations, but still, it's like a guy. You have the brother of a guy that's in the NFL. Both of them, and both of them, it's like we hype him up. They're supposed to be this big thing, you know. Wasn't Trevor Purdy a four star or was three? He was a four star. I mean, it depends on the site you look at, but I guess yeah. But still, like not a played long enough at Florida State where we knew he wasn't a four star. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but.